So first, before I, um, I start the message, I had this, what I thought was great. I had this great message prepared for you guys. Prepared it Thursday. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be great. I'm like, oh, yeah, this mm, sound great. And then just leading up to Mother's Day, I just started feeling um, like I wasn't connected to the actual message. And for me, you know, being prophetic, I know that's, you know, that's a sign for something's wrong. Because I always feel connected to the message because the Bible says that we are to walk in the spirit. And so if there's no connection to the message, spiritually speaking, then there's probably something wrong. Either it's the wrong message for the wrong time period, the wrong season, and just the Father just wants to do something new. Amen. Amen. So, so he changed it this morning, right? Short notice, huh? (laughs) But I promise I got a word for you. He changed it this morning. Literally an hour before I got here. So, yes, I know, right? But the thing about um, being in the spirit is that when you know it's the correct message, the spirit verifies and it confirms it. And there's a peace that comes when it's the correct message. So I'm definitely not in, like, turmoil or anything in my mind as regarding the message because the spirit verified that it would be correct. So I'm just going to allow God to just use me as a vessel. So you can uh, put the slide up for the the name of the message as I get into it. But um, one thing that I notice is that as far as the women in this age and the actual um, kind of the face of women today, Um, It's just one of those things in life that just the face and the image of women has been defamed. Um, It's just changing with the times. Um, To be um, a true woman of God is rare in its entirety as well. But it's still right. (laughs) Rare doesn't mean wrong. So in the women in this age, um, the father has... Pretty much not only, you know, as me being the prophet of the house and, and, and co-pastor with my husband, I am also charged with um, teaching the young women. And the thing about it is that, okay, you young yourself. I know people are, you young yourself. <laughs> and, and which I am. You know, if you say, you know, 40 is young, I am young myself. But at the same time, I am a firm believer that... Being that we are, we are in the age that we are in, the Father is just looking for willing vessels. That he will fill any woman with wisdom. And so I have allowed him to do that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's a gift and it's a curse because, you know, being um, a, a young woman and being a young pastor and having older uh, daughters of God in the faith, um, it, it, it's, it's sort of awkward. It's awkward for me, and I'm pretty sure it's awkward for you. But at the same time, I know it's just a vessel. (laughs) I know that it's just a vessel, and that's being used, and that's just the bottom line of it. So I'm just going to let him do that. So without further ado, I know that... (laughs) 
going to put a disclaimer out there. I would like my disclaimers. I'm going to put a disclaimer as I teach today. The, uh, the title of the message is uh, Wisdom for Daughters of God. Wisdom for Daughters of God. Now, with this title, it is just not for women. I want you men to take some notes, too, especially the ones that are looking to get married or are married. <laughs> and you you are kind of looking for, like, what this should look like, what this rubric should look like as far as me having my wife. And so my disclaimer is, I might make some enemies today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't make any enemies today. But this is this is a hard word for women. This is not your typical Mother's Day message. Because we are in a season of pruning. And being that we are in a season of pruning, it means that the Father is hoping to bring forth a fruit. And he is preparing to bring forth a fruit. Amen. So that is what I will be doing today. I will be pruning the women today. But in pruning the women, it will bring forth a harvest. Amen. Because we're looking for daughters of God. Amen. So without further ado, let's get into the word. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you have given me this word, Father. That even, Father, as I speak, Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit has verified, Father, what you want me to speak, Father, to your children, Father, today. I thank you, Father, that as, Father, I speak, Lord God, I thank you, Father, that your angels, Father, has been dispatched, Lord God, to war, Lord God, in the atmosphere, Lord God. For Satan, Father, is the prince, Father, of the atmosphere. So we thank you, Father, that angels, Lord God, have warred in the spirit, Lord God, to prevent, Lord God, hallelujah, Satan from taking this word father so we thank you right now that it it shall be planted father in jesus name we pray Amen. amen so the first thing i guess the first part of the slide that i want to bring up this morning is that there is a natural and spiritual growth cycle for women there is a natural and spiritual growth cycle for women And that cycle is in this order. I'll get the next slide. Yes. That cycle is this. Daughters, women, wife, mother. That is the order in which women should grow. Daughters of God should grow. If there is an issue um, in any particular role that you are in, It is coming from the fact of the root of it being a daughter first. And because of that, that's what we have to address. Because to the degree that you are a daughter of God, you are a woman of God. And to the degree that you are a woman of God, you are a wife. And to the degree that you are a wife, you are a mother. So let's start with our first scripture. And that is going to be Titus 2. 3 through 5. Titus 2, 3 through 5. Now remember, men, this may not be a direct message for you, (laughs) but it definitely is an indirect message for you. (laughs) And it reads, Older women, 
similarly are to be reverent in their behavior. Not malicious gossips, nor addicted to much wine. Teaching what is right and good, so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children. To be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God would not be dishonored. So the first thing, a couple things that I'm going to point out in this particular scripture is the idea behind behavior, that it says that women are to be reverent in their behavior. Now, behavior includes the way in which you carry yourself, It includes your behavior as far as the things that you say and how you present yourself as far as your image in regards to how you dress. The next thing it says is that we should not be malicious gossips. Speaking on pretty much having an agreement with the workings of evil. If you say that you are connected to Christ, then your workings should show forth that. Amen? Amen. It also says that that you should encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children. So the first thing I want to point out here is encouraging young women. So this brings about, when you encourage young women to do these things, what it does, it brings out the Christian characteristics out in a woman. Because sometimes that has to be pressed out of them. Sometimes it's not natural. And it says to be teachers of what is good and right. So this also verifies that some things have to be taught. Not all things are just automatic. When it comes to getting married, when it comes to parenting, these things do not come with a manual. So it is one of those things where the older women should be teaching the younger women because to give them an advantage in the role in which they are playing. Amen. So, in doing this, you become an example that reflects the being of the self-giving sacrifice. Now, what do I mean when I say that? What I mean is when I say is during as far as teaching other women to to like press out the characteristics that are like Christ, what you do actually, you're also, it's one of those things that you're also showing them what self-sacrifice looks like because there are a lot of sacrifices in marriage. There's a lot of sacrifices you make in parenting, (laughs) And there's, and even if you're not married or if, you know what I'm saying, you, um, if you're not married or anything like that, as far as just being a woman is concerned, there's a lot of sacrifices that you make just being a woman by, by yourself. So in teaching the older women, teaching the younger women, you also teach them what real sacrifice looks like. Because you gotta understand, we are in an age where women are like, I do what I wanna do when I wanna do it. <laughs> They don't care about leaving the kids with whoever they want to leave them with. So living this life, whether you are a daughter, a woman, whether you are a, you know, a wife or a mother, it comes with sacrifices. 
So in that sacrifice, it's one of those things, these things have to be taught. Amen? Because like I said, we're, we're not conforming to the world. Okay, whether you're a woman or you're a man, our conformity is not to the world. Our conformity is what the word says. That's what we conform to. Amen. So our next scripture is Proverbs 31 and 20. Proverbs 31 and 20. And it reads, she is known by her extravagant generosity. To the poor, for she always reaches out her hands to those in need. So, if she is known by her extravagant generosity to the poor, you got to ask yourself a question what are you known for as women? What are you known for? Are you known for your generosity? And in being known by your generosity, this is not one of those things that she just throws money to the poor because that's not what it's saying, okay? What it's saying is that she draws near to those in need and reaches out to them with compassion. A woman should be, you should be known. Your reputation should be in this. Amen? Proverbs 14 and 1. And it reads, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her hands. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her hand. So this scripture shows, number one, the strength of a woman as she has the power to walk into a situation and build upon it and she has the ability to tear it all the way down. So it speaks of the power that you possess as a woman. Have you ever noticed that, just like they say, If mama not happy, nobody happy in the house. (laughs) Because that's the power that she carries. She sets the tone and the atmosphere of the house. Amen. So as the husband is the head in which all things flow, which is his power, so the woman is as the hands into which they flow and enable them to do something. So the man is the head, and as the head, he has powers to make choices, and he has power to lead. And in that, just the same way, the woman has power in her hands because he hands those things over to her. And as he hands those things over to her, she has the power to build upon what he has laid as the foundation concerning the house and the home. Amen. 
I'm saying we're going we gonna to be daughters of God in here all the way through and through, not halfway. We're going all the way in with it. <laughs> We're not going to have, that's my motto in my home. We're not going to halfway do anything. So Proverbs 31, 25 through 28. Proverbs 31, 25 through 28. It says that she is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise. And she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her, and her husband praises her. Now, a couple things I want to point out. First is that this shows that a woman's strength doesn't come with her physical clothing that she wears. But it has to do more about the display of her character that she is wearing, and all people are able to see her character that's on display. So that is her clothing. The second thing is that it says that her words are wise. So a continuation, as it seems, it is a description of her inner beauty, showing that she is not full of gossip or vain talk. But out of her mouth comes wisdom, and not just wisdom, Wisdom with kindness. Because a lot of time, us women, we, we, can, oh, we can cut some things down with our tongue. <laughs> and it sure don't be nothing in kindness. <laughs> That's the God, so it's true. But we are growing. So let me put that out there. <laughs> we are growing as women of God. Amen. <laughs> and the last thing in the scripture I want to point out that it says that she watches over her home. Okay, so every and, and each and everything should and everything should not be just be allowed in your home. Okay, which means that she observes. If she's watching over her home, that means she's observing her family. And not only is she observing her family, but she's also observing their ways. She's checking upon her children. She's checking to see if her husband is good. She's observing everything that's taking place in the home to make sure that the order is kept. And she is as like we would call, like she would be in a watchtower. Like if you would be standing in a watchtower, this is just like it said, she watches over her home. So you have to watch over your home. Amen? Amen. My next scripture it's Proverbs 21 and 9. Proverbs 21 and 9. Now, boy, this is a... Don't stone me today. <laughs> Don't stone me, ladies. Proverbs 21 and 9. It says, it is better to live in a corner, in a corner now, not the whole housetop, in a corner of a housetop on the flat roof. Exposed to the weather. 
in the corner. You can just imagine somebody just in the corner, in the corner, (laughs) exposed to the weather. Then in a house shared with a quarrelsome and contentious woman. You know, the message Bible got to break it down in Ebonic terms. It says it's better to live alone in a tumble down shack than share a mansion with a nagging spouse. That's some kind of contention. So whether to have (laughs) the whole house, it says, full of constant conflict. With a contentious woman, he says one would be better off in a more humbling living situation for the sake of peace. That's how precious peace is to a man. Hmm. First Peter 3. One through eight. I hope you're taking notes, man. (laughs) I hope you're taking notes. First Peter three, one through eight. It says in the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husbands, not to somebody else's husband, your own husbands. (laughs) Got to say that. Nowadays, you have to say that. Because, you know, we can be submissive. I'm coming back to this. <laughs> we can be submissive to the supervisor. Okay? We can be submissive to our natural fathers. <laughs> but it's a problem when we talk about the word submission when it comes to your husband. It's like it's a cuss word or something. <laughs> Women hate the word submission, but they only hate the word submission because it hasn't been taught correctly. Okay, submission is not oppression. Okay, but we'll, we'll go through that. Let me get back to this. <laughs> to be submissive to your own husbands, subordinate, not as inferior, but out of respect. For the responsibilities entrusted to husbands and their accountability to God. And so partnering, not taking over, partnering with them. So that even if some do not obey the word of God, they may be won over to Christ without discussion. So you don't even have to say nothing. Submission does a work, a spiritual work in its own self that you don't even have to say anything. Just by you being submitted, it's the workings of the spirit that changes it. Amen. Without discussion by the godly lies, godly lies of their wives, when they see your modest, not bold, over reacting modest when they see your modest and respectful behavior they go together together with your devotion and appreciation love your husband encourage him and enjoy him as a blessing from God your adornment must not be merely external 
Now, it's good to to dress up, to look good, to be healthy. We all should do that. But it says merely, meaning the only thing, the chief, the principal thing. With the interweaving and the elaborate knotting of the hair and the wearing of gold jewelry, or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. Because we've all been there (laughs) as far as uh, whether it's, it's, I want to say men, been there where they've dated people, fine as wine, <laughs> curvy, looking good. But the attitude just changes your whole perspective of the person that beauty don't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> it says, verse 4, but let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality and unfading charm of a gentle and a peaceful spirit, one that is calm and self-controlled, not over-anxious, but serene and spiritually mature, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves being submissive to their own husbands and adapting themselves to them. Keyword. They adapted themselves to their husbands. Their husbands did not adapt themselves to their wives. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, following him, not him, not, not, he's not following her, following him and having regard for him as head of their house, calling him Lord. And you, meaning us, okay, me included, and you, can we say, and you, (laughs) And me. and me. Okay. Got to get both of them out of the way. Because if you said you, you might have been talking to me. So you got to say me too. I got to include you as well. All right. <laughs> Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her daughters. You are Sarah's daughters. If you do, if you're Sarah's daughter, let me put that in there. Disclaimer. If you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. That is, being respectful toward your husband, but not giving into intimidation, nor allowing yourselves to be led into sin, nor to be harmed. So we're not talking about you remaining in an abusive relationship. Okay, got to put that out there, because that's it literally says that not you're not going to stay in an intimidating situation where you're being controlled. He said, I'm not talking about that kind of situation. So, I want to uh, take some things out of the scripture because there's a whole lot (laughs) in this. But I just want to take a few things out of it. The first thing is submission. Submission does not have to do, like I said, with you being inferior or you being oppressed or, you know, you can't talk and everything that, that he, he, he says that we always got to do it and, and you can't have no input into it. That's not submission. That's not what I'm talking about. Submission has all to do with the keeping of order. Okay. 
it's the, the blessing is the keeping of the order of things. Submission, okay, let me show myself. Because <laughs> ain't going to like this. But it's right all the way. Submission is not a reward for a husband's good behavior. So you're not doing it because he acting good. You're doing it because you've been commissioned to do it, whether he act good or not. So it's not one of them things that you say, well, if he treated me good, I'm going to treat him good. No, that's not what it's saying. Submission, the principle of submission is is not a reward. You're not giving him a reward because he's acting good. You're doing it because he said to do it. It is the proper order of the home. So the principle of submission is like it's like I was telling you before. It's like we we it seems though we have a, a problem with submitting to our husbands, but and everything else is just okay. But the thing about it is this it's like a thread through the whole Bible. So why when it comes to this it's a problem, but anywhere else that you see it, it's not an issue. For instance, Jesus submitted to his natural parents and he submitted to his spiritual father. We have no problem with that. Demons submitted to the apostle and they submit to Christ. Citizens, just in this natural world, submit to what? Governing authorities. We don't have no problem with that. Pay our taxes. We do the speed limits. If, if a governing authority tell us to do something, it's done. The next thing is that the universe in itself submits to the word. Because Jesus is Lord of all things, so he owns all things, so they submit to the word. We got Christians that submit to church leaders. We got the body of Christ that submits to Christ as being the head. We got servants submitting to masters. So guess what? Likewise, wives, submit to your own husband. Don't do it in partiality, okay? Don't do it partially. Go all the way through with it. If you're going to be a submissive person, you're going to submit to all these other things, then submit to that as well. The other thing I want to bring out is that it says that there is the, the, the hidden person of the heart should be your beauty. There's a lot of beautiful women in the world, but there's none as beautiful as a woman that's heart has been purified. And in that beauty of the hidden person of the heart, it literally says in there that this type of beauty is incorruptible incorruptible it is not even able to be corrupted and then the last thing peter describes the character of this type of beauty so he not only tells you it should be the inner beauty um, of your heart but then he tells you he describes the characteristics that should come along with that which is what a gentle and a quiet spirit not loud not doing all this and <laughs> I ain't got to do nothing. Causing the scene in the street, <laughs> pulling the shake out. 
<laughs> busting out a car window. <laughs> it didn't say that. <laughs> a gentle, <laughs> say it again, a gentle <laughs> and a quiet spirit. I know you got to marinate on that one. That kind of hit your spirit kind of hard. <laughs> my spirit got hard. <laughs> Hallelujah. And my last one for the women today is Genesis 3 and 20. Genesis 3 and 20. And it says, the man known as Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. So Adams literally spoke prophetically to his wife when he gave her her name, which was Eve, because she had not yet had children. But he called her Eve the mother of all things, but he did that claiming that she would be the mother of all of the living and not just all of the living that it would return. She would bring forth through her womb the one that bruises the heel of Satan. So, therefore, since Christ is in us and you women, you have to be careful what you give life to. Every woman in here gives life to something, not just children. You have to be careful what you give life to since you too are the mother of all living things in Christ, not just children. Women birth every single day because we are incubators. We take things in, we multiply it, and we release it. And because we do that, you have to be careful because just a woman's tongue in her just sets it'll set a whole course the Bible says on fire. Because whatever you put your life into, whatever you incubate and allow to release, it just like it's it we read before in one of the scriptures, you have the power to just tear the whole thing down. You have power to give life to it, and you have power to tear it all the way down. So in my closing. I want to tell the women this morning that it's time for women of God to be true women of God. Not just saying we women of God and there's no fruit behind what we say. It's time for true women of God to exhibit the characteristics not only of Christ, but the characteristics that this world really needs to see. It was a time where to see a woman just naked on the screen on television was just unheard of. Now, everywhere you turn, you see that anywhere. And, And it's one of those things, it's become the norm, and it should not be the norm. But in order for it not to be the norm, Guess what? Women have to change that. (laughs) There has to be a banner that has to be raised. The standard has to be raised to the point where these things change. 
Because they can't change, number one, if we don't say nothing. It can't change if we don't change. It can't change if it's not displayed. A lot of these things have to be displayed to people. They have to be shown. They have to be taught in order for them to see there is a better way. Because the thing about it is this. We have children raising children. We got mothers today that got four or five jobs. They can't even be home to to raise their own daughters. And so you got to think, okay, well, who is raising their daughters? Well, it's not a concern because they're thinking in their head that, you know what, I, I was okay, she'll be okay too. But it's not about being okay. It's about creating a standard that says, you know, this is inappropriate. It's about creating the standard that says, you know what, they might be doing that, but no, not here. Telling your daughters, look, they might do that. They might wear that, but you wear this. So there's a standard has to be, has to come back, not only as far as the church is concerned, but a standard has to come back in the home and the standard has to come back personally with each and every one of us women in order for us to make a difference. So um, that's the closing of my message today. I pray that um, I said something today that was able to um, give you some wisdom concerning your transition from daughters to women to women.